Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On this episode of the No Chill Podcast, we salute a part of the No Chill family. Travis Nichols, creator of TNT Training and founder of the Southern California Academy, has a vision, is making the sacrifices and working tirelessly to make them happen. His approach to skill development is built around relationships. Trav digs in on the mentorship approach and works from the inside out to make not just better players, but better people. As Gil sees it, that's no easy feat. What you have to give up and turn down along the way can turn off a lot of people. For Agent Zero, a guy who is used to the self-made approach, he acknowledges the support players have on the way up is the ultimate weapon. For Trav, he's brought that East Coast grind to the West Coast rich talent tree, and it couldn't come from a better guy. It's a no-chill podcast. Remember, you can get every episode as soon as they drop on the Himalaya app or wherever you get your podcast. Also, catch the video version on the No Chill YouTube channel. Subscribe, comment, like, all that stuff when you get there. And don't forget, every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern on Fubo, it's No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. Welcome to No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. I'm Mike Botticello. That's Gilbert Arenas. That's Travis Nichols. We're off and running on this edition um, because this is, this is fam right here. Mm-hmm. This is the group. Trav, welcome on in. I, I thought we actually had done this before. Feels like we've done it before. Because we've done a lot of film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So people that don't know, uh, Trav, you're connected to Gil and our group here through your training you've done here in LA, but you're originally from New York. New York kid ended up in Kelly. Right into his into his nest. <laughs> right in his backyard, huh? Mm-hmm. And so what you've done is, and we'll get into this in a minute, is you've established the Southern California Academy. Yes. So you're all the way West Coast now. Right now, yes, mm-hmm. but I would never forget that I'm, I'm originally from New York. East Coast at heart. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm see, not that's how it is. East Coasters, man, we don't give it up. I know, I see. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're I, I understand. How did you become, first of all, how did you get introduced to basketball? Well, I started with my best friend. Like, uh, he played uh, football, and I was playing, and the dad was like, man, you should play basketball. You'll actually be better. Like, football, you get hurt quick. Because his son, he see his son get hurt all the time. And then I started playing. I shot the ball. Started playing around with a bunch of kids. You know, I was taller than most kids. And I liked it. It was easy. So that's how I started. This was in Brooklyn? Yeah, this was in Brooklyn. Okay, so take us there. Yeah, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah, okay. Brooklyn, this is the, like year, era, 90s? Yeah, yeah. 90s basketball in Brooklyn. 90s, late to, early 2000s. 90s. Wait, you'd have been ready. You'd have been in the N one era. Yeah, of course. Who wasn't watching N one? No, I mean that was your era. You was yeah, a, yeah, yeah, okay, that was your skip to my room. Yeah, yeah, that was the best because they used to have a little shit. Like that's when Everybody that's when basket, that's when basketball was like like yeah. you wanted to be like you have style now, and it's like everyone wants to be the NBA style. It's like this, you know, we want to be like looking all. 
you know, like we got money. Then you wanted to really be a hooper. You always bought the and one shirts with all the little slogans in the back. Yeah. Who got game? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, that was the... Like, I'm coming for your girl. That yeah, you yeah, got yeah. Game with, yeah. The... With, the, with the hoop? Yeah. <laughs> but was it more flashed in substance? Around that time, you know, people wanted to be like the next AI or they would go to the N1 guys like, oh, I want to be hot sauce or something like that. You, you know what was what was weird is I think Skip to My Lou gave a false impression of streetball. And what I mean by that is he was an NBA player who played, who had a street game, not a streetball player trying to make it to the NBA. Right. See, and I think because I didn't realize it. So, you know, you hear the stories of all the things he was doing, the fancy stuff, but they didn't realize that was actually basketball being played. It wasn't a street, he had a street style to his game, but he played under rules. It's not like when Hot Sauce came out and, you know, he's doing all these carries and traveling and doing all, yeah, doing all these moves. No, all his moves was legit. So when he came to the NBA, it's the same moves. It's the same thing. His same, his same fancy spin, same, you know, he's going to... So he... But when you heard Skip to My Lou and he's doing all this, and you just thought straight street ball. And I, when I first seen him, I was like, yo, he's... He's a nice-ass guard. Why don't... You know, yeah, he's going to throw it behind and wrap it around and throw it between my legs in a pass, but that's not what I was... Envision, you know, you envisioning, uh, uh, bounce it, yep. roll around, carry it, uh, you know, yeah, you spit on the floor. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that. I remember that a little bit was because it was like the idea was like, will this work? That will he be able to play in the NBA? Because it was they thought he was he was they thought be he was a street baller. baller. Yeah, right. And when he was a he, when he was a basketball player who just had a street style. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas maybe Steve Francis was more of a street baller. Nah, he was a basketball player with a street style. It's the same. Yeah, that's that's why they made it to the NBA. Mm. Then you have some players who were street ballers, like their moves was because of carries and travels and, you know, doing stuff like that, double dribbling. Then it's like, well, do you know how to play regular basketball when there's rules in a referee and they couldn't transfer? Because their whole style was built on this vision of I'm trying to make the N1 team. You know, and it's... So for a kid from Brooklyn, you saw a lot of that firsthand. But for you, you went really the organized route yeah. to St. Francis. Yeah, I went straight to the organized route. I wasn't thinking about playing no street ball, you know. And um, St. Francis, is that's where I grew up. Like, that's where I became who I am today because of what my coach put me through, you know. You know how some kids be blaming the coach, oh, I ain't mm-hmm. play because he don't like me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's crazy. I used to be that guy. And then, then while I was at St. Francis, I realized I was literally was just making this battle between my coach and I when it was really me. You know, I was being, I was the one nonchalant in practice. I ain't go hard all the time. Like I had a, like it was, I had a part, I played a role in that of why he didn't play me how I was supposed to be played. And that's why transferring to this training route, being a coach basically, I just want to help these kids understand that part. Because a lot of a lot of these kids these days, this you're making up these crazy battles in their head between them and the coach when they really play a role in that as well. You know. And guess what? Kids in authority 
they always bump heads. That's like always gonna happen. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's one of those things is, you know, you have different type of coaches. We we really gotta understand that. You have nonchalant coaches, positive coaches, negative coaches, um, coaches that, you know, they wanna they wanna poke you to get the best out of yep. you. You know, so That's what my you, coach did. you know, so you you have you know all these different styles of coaches that, at the end of the day, you're gonna face every single one of them at yeah. some point, you know, in your basketball career. You just have to learn, you know, learn how to play with that coach, what he's you know trying to get you to do. Yep. You know, um, you know, if this coach worries more about defense, then that means you know if you're not putting in that effort. He's going to ride you. You have that. I remember I coached that, hey, when I stop yelling at you, that's when I don't care about you no more. You know, you have that coach. You know, so it's like you got to understand who's who and not get, you know, caught up in your emotions about it and, and lose yourself because you think, man, the coach got it out for me. <laughs> I mean, I mean like, I'm like, you know, let's be honest. If the coach really didn't care about you, bro, he wouldn't even, you wouldn't even exist. He wouldn't even mention your name. You'd be just sitting on the bench, number 15, and he's going to look down at 14. He ain't even going to think you then. Hey, come on in. Come on in. Come on in. And you don't even exist anymore. So the fact that he's still putting energy into you means he does still see something. And he's just waiting for you to turn yeah. it on. And really, a coach, they got to have your best interests at heart. You're on their team. They want their team to be successful. They want you to thrive on the team. Now, I know what you're thinking. There are some guys that are my way or the highway you probably don't want to play for that coach. And if you don't fit in, you'll probably, not, it won't work out. It depends. I mean, it depends on what type of player you are. Yeah, you know? That's all, that's all it comes down to. Yeah. But even as a kid, is that the hardest thing is to get them to understand authority? Yes. Yes. Especially now, yeah. That's why these kids need to have good mentors like myself and people like Dash and Gilbert talking to them. You need mentors like that because now we can help these kids understand how to play with any type of coach that Joe just said. So that's what's really missing is the mentor. They're like, some of us trainers need to stop thinking about us just being trainers and teach them how to do between the legs and all this. We got to work on this part of the game as well and be an actual mentor, not just a trainer to some of these kids out there. And you know, the funny thing is, if you took street basketball and tried to organize that, you can't make organized basketball street. You can't like put that back in the box. Well, you know, I don't even know if there's like really street basketball anymore. There's no, I don't no, think there's really any in one style <laughs> is that, that, that trick and all. I don't think that's, you know, I don't think it's there anymore. I mean, you still have, you know, highlight plays, but it's more basketball rules now. You don't really have the, the you know the the, the N one mixtape and uh, the ball up, no. but more more N one. Ball was, up was basketball. Was, but I mean, really, those guys were playing. The N one guys were just playing for. They were playing for highlights, yeah. you know. It, but you still had you know people like Bone Collector, you know. Um, you had the Bone Collector. You had Professor. You, you know, you had uh, Baby Shack, who were basketball players. You know, they just took that basketball style and went to the N one because they had an advantage. But then you had somebody like, you know, like a hot sauce who was just a trickster. He didn't have the feel of the of an actual organized game. You know, so you had guys who, you know, were basketball players, learned a little tricks to survive. But for the most part, I think, you know, 
it kind of fell off towards the end, and then everyone just adapted just being basketball players with just better moves. So the steps that you took following college to get to where you are as a trainer, what fell into place after, let's say, college? Like how was how I was after college? Uh, I just started understanding the game better, you know, and watching more film. I think a lot of us, a lot of players lack in watching the game instead of just watching highlights. Mm-hmm. And that's when I actually grew. And then I have my cousin who was, people know him by Dash. He taught me a lot. Like, because now he, he worked in, with the Sparks. So he just drew so much, man. The wisdom that he's showing me now, that he's telling me about the game, like, it's, it's crazy. And then you bump into guys like Gilbert and Karan, that's just teaching you how to, to like, uh, take, uh, how do you say, it? work on more of 10% of the game than just the 90%. You know, like, I mean, not, not the 10%, I mean, in the 90%, then just the 10%, because the 10% is the skills. And guys like them helped me not to, like, just focus on that, because that's how I did in the beginning. I was just focused on the 10% yeah. and not worrying about the 90% in the game. Yeah, when he's, he means 10 and 90, 90% is your mm-hmm. basketball game. No, not the mind, your basketball, basketball game. Yeah. Just the, the actual game. So if you average in 36, the 28 points that you score versus the ones that's going to be on SportsCenter. So, you know, when we first met, you know, when we're training, you know, he was like, yo, why, why, are you, why are we doing that? And I'm like, well, this is how I warm up. This is what, he was like, well, we need to come down and do this. And I was like, well, who the hell is guarding me from this line to this line? What do I need to do? 26 in and that. out, crossovers, vision. There, there's, this, is, this is empty space. Like, if I'm on a fast break, it's just a straight dribble. If the guy's picking me up at three, I'm just going to walk past this. So me doing all these moves in empty space is irrelevant, you know, in the game of basketball. So I said, you know, you take these 10% plays and you train. You got to mean, these are instinct moves that players do instinctively. Then you're trying to take that instinctual move and make it a drill to try to make it natural. And then wonder why the okay, turnover so. is not working because you're not working on his actual game. You're working on this one creative move that he's waiting for. You're going to get that once or twice this month. So if that's, if that's your whole game is built on these jelly, jelly finishes, that, <laughs> that, that's a 10% move. Yeah, you can work on it to have it in your body when you're reacting, but to have that your main focus, when you get in the game, you don't have a regular game. You're just waiting for the highlight real play. You know, so it's like, well, you know, you, you have, you know, 12 points. <laughs> Eight of them was, ooh, ah, and be like, yeah, I killed him today. Like, bro, you, you had 12, 12 points, bro. That's the that's first five minutes. <laughs> Look at the guy that had 36. Yeah, it's like, you know, you just. So it's too much, too much icing. It's all ice cream, you know, like too much sweetness, right? It's not enough substance. But how people train now? That or 10% like when you first talk- started. Oh, when I first started. I'm thinking of a guy yeah, specifically like uh, DeMar DeRozan. He could do a 360 layup. That's reactionary. That's, yeah, that's, 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 but that's what I'm saying. That's, 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 that's his natural instinct. But what he's filled in with, what he, his post-game, his mid-range game, you know, everything that other 90%. That's why DeMar's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's not filling. That's his game. The, the, 
the the 360 is just something that he just naturally do when you know he sees a certain you know so That's to have to they go through to change that. yeah so so drill. turn that into a drill like yeah we're gonna all be doing 360 turn like because how he sees it in real time you can't mimic it <laughs> you, can't, you can't mimic that you can't mimic when John Wall yeah. you know is coming down full speed and he gets ready to jump it's oh I gotta retwist like nah that's you can't mimic the defense. The like you can try, but to waste hours mimicking that is pointless because you have ninety percent of the game to play. You know, so that's that's what we we worked on, and 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 I know, you know, so we, we never bumped heads on anything. No, we didn't. We never bumped heads <laughs> because you know, like he's got to remember he's training me, and then and I'm and I'll ask him why are we doing this because I need to. I want to see what he says. And then he asked me, well, yo, why, why are we not doing that drill or this drill? And I'm like, well, boom, 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 boom. And then, you know, so he's like, okay. So he, you know, the best part about Travis, he was willing to learn. Instead of one of those dudes like, nah, yeah, all right, I already know it all. I, I got this. I'm, you know, I'm going to do, nah, don't, you know. It was, ne- it was never that. You know, I'm like when he's doing it, because even when he's working out people, I'm never gonna say, hey, Trav, hey, no, 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 just wait till he's done. Let him finish and be like, yo, you know, I did some counting. They only took about boom, 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 this many shots. You might wanna just add a little bit more. And he'd be like, all right, I got you, I got you. You know, it's one of those where it's not, you know, he just knows next time we're just gonna add a little bit more. Was that also because of the timing when you were coming here trying to find your place on the map? So you were willing to listen more? Yeah, of course. I, I wanted to learn, you know, I wanted to be good at teaching. That's what I wanted to be good at. So, that's the most important thing as yeah. a coach or and or a trainer. You're a teacher. Yeah, of course. Like, come on, you're a, a freaking certified scorer. You wanna <laughs> you wanna see what's in his head. So, and, I but ask the, the, and the sad part is, <laughs> like, and I'm picking his brain. Like when 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 uh when you know Elijah needs training, I don't train him like that. You know, I find the best people. Like, yo, hey, hey can you train Elijah? Boop, yep, like. <laughs> you know? What's the difference? Because you could you could give Elijah, hey, this is your workout for two hours. You could tell him, you can give yeah. him drills, the basics, right? I don't know. It's different when you have it's, a son in the. No, it's it's it's, it, it's it's different. It's like it's like it's like asking an NBA player, you're an NBA player. Why do you need a trainer who didn't make it to the NBA? It's it's like having a fat track coach. <laughs> you know, it's look, look. I, I get, I get that he can't run this hundred, but he can see something that helps me. You know, so it's one of those things where he knows how to control 12, 20, 30 people. You know, put them in drills, make them get the best. Like that's what we need. That's why I come new, new updated moves. You know, help me. So, because gotta remember, he has to give me the information, and then I process it and turn it into the NBA. You know, then put it into my NBA brain and figure out how to make it work inside of this offense. Because what the information is giving me has no offense. It's raw. You know, it's like you're giving me the steak, the potatoes, and I have to go make this dish. So I need all the information. So now when I go back to, you know, my organization, I know how to station the moves up. You know, and that's what trainers and what what do we call it? I can't even say train. There's a better word. Coaches. Let's say coaches. It's development coach. Let's say coaches. Is it, is it a development coach? 
It's a coach. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but your your focus is development. Yeah, development versus coach. like a uh, head coach or a. Okay, when you go to the NBA, what are you a skills developer coach? You're assistant coach actually. What, which what that dashes? Develop, develop, like coach, like a dash, skills dash coach. Is assistant coach, but he's a developer. Right. <sighs> See, only oh, they lucky now, man. They're so because you know you have people like Dash. And um, Phil, you know, who actually develop players. We didn't have that. Like, if you ask the 90s and early 2000s, there was no, yeah, it was an ex-NBA player, but he didn't, he was just in there just to kick it with the dudes. He was just just to kick it and be a snitch. <laughs> that's, that's, that, that's I guarantee you. If you ask anybody in the age of like 30, 38 to 34, <laughs> three, and say, "Yo, how's your developmental coach?" Like when you first started, like that man didn't develop that out. Like he did just try oh, to kick it with us man. and just told, just told when we was like doing stuff wrong. That's all they were. You know, you didn't have that. It was that player who can. He was like. He's a player, so the players understand him, but he's really an actual coach. So the player development coach, for the most part, we didn't really, you didn't really like mess with him like that because you didn't know what side they were on. You know, are you with us as a player or are you with them? But that role uh, changed. Yeah, I don't, I'm trying to think when that was because I'm thinking of Phil Handy. Yeah. Because he worked, he trained Kobe. Yeah, Phil Handy's only been in the league, what? Seven, eight years. Yeah, I was gonna say five. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so but he, he was with the Lakers at a like position. you would think somebody like Tyrone Lou would be a great player development coach. Nah, he wants to be a coach coach. You know, so you know, those guys are not gonna be spending their time teaching kids how to develop their skills. So you only had a few teams. Like I remember when I used to go to like um Miami. There, there used to be a couple kids, you know, trainers, you know, that we used to work those guys out before the game. Like, okay, they got some good stuff over there, you know. You know, other than that, we just get our strength, strength conditioning coach just rebound for us. So, you know, it's there's it's definitely more to it than that. Yeah, obviously, uh, where you now, where, where now, you are, now, yeah, where you, you are. You have training coaches. You have you know them coming into the NBA, teaching you know individual skill work to the whole team. I mean, the game is really being involved. And then for what you're doing now, this was uh, TNT yeah, originally. TNT, yeah. um, and you were working with players. Would you say you had a, like a signature style or you adapted to the type of player they were? Uh, I say both. My, my signature style was to tap up here first before we would do anything else. Because if you don't have this, you might as well just quit. And then after that, I figured, you know, I watched the player see how they would fit in whatever system they're in. Like, say, if someone like I had before, like uh, JC, that's Karan's son. Put a, he, he's a wing guy. He likes to catch the ball on the wing, drive, slash, catch and shoot. Like, I make sure I train him for that system for right now. And then in the offseason, that's when we can work on other things. But during the season and stuff like that, work on what's to help him be successful in that, in that system. So, so it's a matter of both. immediate goals and then the bigger picture. Yeah. Depending on time of year, yeah, and that's you know that 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 is a very excellent style and approach because imagine if he spent the whole summer with you and you was teaching him how to come off pick and roll and do all these moves, and then when he gets to his season, he's a corner slasher cut guy. 
Everything you done updated him with, he can't use. And everything he needs, he actually didn't practice on. And I know people don't, wouldn't, like, the example would be Josh Hart. I uh, interviewed Josh Hart um, last year. And he said, you know, I trained the whole summer, like, working the pick and roll, reading the pick, coming off, you know. And then the season starts. And then, you know, Rondo came, LeBron no, they came. Got, they got LeBron. Yeah, Le Rondo came, LeBron came, and all these guys. And I just became a corner three-point shooter. And he says, and I didn't work on that the whole season. Everything was moving with the ball because that's what they needed for me to hear. Like, yo, you need to move more with the ball, come pick and roll and be attacked. And then it was like, all right, you're a corner guy. And he was like, I, I didn't really practice catching shooting, so it felt like I just wasted my whole summer. You know, but but that that ends up happening. So the the fact that you're like, okay, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna focus you during the season on perfecting your position and how you play in your system. And in the summer, we work on updating. Yeah, just a little mixture. You still also, work on what you need to work on, but then we add some stuff to the side. Like, that's what yeah, and because days, really the, the the true lab only can exist in the off season. Yeah. In season, you got to be in. You know. Just, schedule yeah, grind mode and you got to also like for this example of Josh was that team was Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Kuzma, it was that different group mm -hmm. what changed so he was thought he it, things were going this direction you throw in a LeBron and then you get rid of those guys except for Kuzma yeah we different mm -hmm. you know, apples and oranges yeah. so that challenge for you is I guess what keeping them you know in their head locked in yeah keep them you know just have them locked in, like you said. All right, so let's talk about what you put together last year in 2019 out here. So you've been in California how long? Five years now. That's a hell of a path, you know, <laughs> and came together quick, really, but you established this network and really that you saw a, a major opportunity. So right. you established Southern California Academy. Yep. Um, tell us more about that, first nice. of all. It's a prep school out here, and... Um, we basically, my whole mission was to help these kids get better opportunities because I know the resources that we have. We have coaches like Julius, Coach Dash, that have new, numerous access to college coaches and NBA guys. And I know people like Gilbert, Karan, like, so that when they want to go pro, they know that they can come back to the, to the fraternity, which is SCA. And that's why this is like, like my baby right now, so. That's why I'm all in with these kids, and all the kids knows that. Like, if you guys, if you ask anything about Travis, they will tell you, Travis is all in with us. Like, he want to see us succeed, and I make sure when I traded this, I made sure I had all the the dots connected. Like, hey, when this happened, I know we go help this kid get to either this division, whatever division one school or division two school, D three NIA, or if they want to go pro, we have that covered. And we got all, we got probably the best development team. I'm not trying to sound cocky, but <laughs> we probably had one of the best development team out here in, in Southern California. So, yeah, SCA is like probably the place to be right now in, in LA. Yeah, there it is. It's, you yeah. don't have a lot of prep schools out here. But behind the scenes, what did it take to put that together? A lot. So, what went on behind the scenes to actually put Southern California Academy together? Man, it was it was tough, you know. One of the main things you had to make sure is you have a fully NCAA accredited school. And those schools are hard to come by. Like, you can't find a lot of those. Some schools, they say they're NCAA accredited, 
But then when your senior year comes, you find out, oh, that credit won't transfer over. So it, it took me a while to make sure I found the right school so that when these kids uh, come with us and they, they sign with us and go to the actual school that support us academically, I made sure that they fully NCAA accredited. I made sure we have all the resources to make sure they be able to graduate. And it's not just about basketball here. So that was probably one of the toughest parts. Everything else was easy. So, you know, um, what's the, you know, just for, you know, listeners, what's the benefit for sports, for a athlete to be in a academy versus regular school? So the way our curriculum is set up is we just do our core classes. So right now we basically living out that true definition of being a student athlete. We just do your core classes, your math, history, science, English, and you take an elective class and then you train for the rest of the day. Train, practice. So is your elective class? Like a second language or something like that. Oh, okay. Something that counts. Like, so most of the, the elective class that counts is like a second language. Okay. So, so like, uh, was it dancing piano? Y'all took all uh, that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so that's a tra- so now that's yeah. So now that's used as training. Yeah, and not, not all those extra four hours that you're using going to these other classes, now oh. we just scratch that out, all right? Your, your PE pass is basically training with us. So now PE, oh, okay. So now PE is basketball training or whatever yeah. sports training. The dancing, um, the parent, swing. Yeah, parenting. Sw- so, so was it a parenting? Yep. Home ec. Home ec, so home ec and <laughs> cooking all, all and that all that is more basketball. Wow. And so this- so you're basically and so you're basically getting, what, four hours to five hours of actual basketball practice. Yeah. And, we, and some days we throw on, like, every... We go do every Friday, we do in uh, life skills where we bring in guys like you to come mm-hmm. in to mentor to the kids, bring in some people that, that owns multiple companies to help them learn how to manage money. Cause you know, some of these kids might not play basketball. Mm-hmm. So we want to show them what they could, how they could use basketball to get what they really want to do. Just, we, I had, I trained numerous of people that, that became an actor, that became an entrepreneur, a model, and all they all they do is thank me and say, hey, the skills that you taught me on the court, it carried over to everything I do now. In that, you know, that's 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 a big that's a big advantage. Um, that's a big advantage when you're talking about, you know, your program versus school. You know, um, if if the kids get to practice four and a half hours versus your hour and a half, you know, you, you, your development and talent will skyrocket because while this kid is sitting in, you know, you know, this, this elective class that actually doesn't transfer to college and your kids out there getting up four or 500 shots in that same hour, their skill level is like, like really surpassing what, you know, what you would do in a regular school. Is this something, like, new? This wasn't, they, I, know, I never yeah, heard of nothing yeah, like this, this when this, I played. This is definitely new. This I was, I was like, thinking the actual... This is like the new wave now. The closest, <laughs> oh, okay. the closest <laughs> thing to be would be homeschool, right? So you take care of yeah, your, like, your like, academic... It's like a high school homeschool now. But homeschool players couldn't... When I played, homeschool players couldn't... You had to go to... You had to be in class four periods to play in the actual basketball game. What's the like actual... Said, this is a new era. Oh, <laughs> what's, the, what's the academic requirement? So, I, I, 
to be honest, I let the academic people handle all that side. Uh, you, yeah, that's, that's, that's probably so, more important. I mean, I so mean, you, still, you, you didn't say like, oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, a development coach and I'm also a school, no, I'm gonna no. teach algebra. You no, brought no. in, that's the important thing, you brought in That's why you have partners. Mm -hmm. You partner over so the So that's a very important school. thing to clarify for people then. Yeah, uh, clarify that. Ah, what are you about to say? Online. This is the online, like you do online classes. Yeah, so we have an online version. No, what I'm saying is- But it's like doing on there. No, what I'm saying is, okay, so like back when I played, right, or, or probably still now, I don't know, regular school, you have to attend a certain amount of classes, classes. during the day right. yeah. to actually be active for your Like sport. a full-time student. Yeah. yeah. You know, you can't just be like, all right, game day, I'm going to sit at home and oh, sleep no, all no, day. No, 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 you know, no. you have to be four classes to play. Yeah. Here, you gotta take all your a, core yeah, you can just take a class online. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. All right, I'm understanding now. Okay, y'all try to create some super athletes. And <laughs> you in school, you probably you had a few I absences I had this, that were man. just basketball related. No, because, you know, basketball started like, like back then, was it after lunch? Was B's yeah, and C? After, yeah, after lunch. After lunch was like the first, so you had but to be you at the first to go to school class. game day, you had to four be in period. class, yeah, right? You, you yeah. did school all day. Yeah, so <laughs> you, you had to be there for the four uh, classes to be active. You school at eight, done if at you didn't three. have a game. If you didn't I have lived across the street, so there was uh -huh. really no point of ditching. I was in school like, full um, day. Yeah, like, where, where am I gonna go? <laughs> the we're gonna go to the beach. Why <laughs> the beach? Everyone's in school still. Yeah. <laughs> So what's the first thing parents ask you? Uh, the school, the academics. Hey, is it fully credited? I tell them yes. And I just direct them right to the people that runs the, the academic department. And then they're looking at their schedule. Is it the typical school day and then it's basketball after? Or is it kind of a, a blend? So it's kind of a blend. So if this whole pandemic didn't happen, the kids would have been going to school regular, like from eight to 11, doing all their core classes and take the elective online, and then we would go train from 12 to three. And sometimes yeah, the so kids- Yeah, you're so you're done, you're done at lunchtime and you, yeah. from lunch to- And then some of the kids that wanna be overachievers, we allow them to stay. And then that's when we break up the kids in a position and we just give them skill work. How about playing for a school team? So that's when we created the prep school. So now we play on that prep school circuit. So prep school is like a higher scale version of AAU basketball. You probably know that. You, we didn't, you know, well, in that era. We didn't well, play, what it, you know about prep school now is back, these kids are putting back, teams Well, together. back then, prep school to us was... Uh, <laughs> just a, a basketball school. <laughs> nah, it was, no offense. It was the East Coast things for all the kids we thought wasn't good enough <laughs> to make it in their first go around of high school. <laughs> it wasn't they they got that, good enough. They, they, got that, they had to get one more or, year or, at it. Or, you know, or they had like baggage or something they had to work out. They had to go to prep. Like you were in trouble, uh, you gotta go to prep school. Yeah, it was just you like had good grades at that time. Yeah, it was like six years. Like it was like a six that six year yeah. senior, and like that's what we. That was the gap year. Yeah, yeah, that's it was that gap year before we went to college. You know, so it was like you didn't get any great high recruits. You know, yeah. any um, you went one more year and or to develop. Yeah, basically. That's what. That's what you got to remember. We're the West Coast, so we didn't really you know have that. Right. No, the we real education's on the East Coast. So we, you know, we're so we're sitting here like, he's how old? He's. I thought he was a, he's a, he, he in high school one more year? You know, it was one of those things like, oh, he just was, was trash. 
But then, then some of them start, and then I guess you start building some of these kids in from. They were they came there at ninth grade and tenth grade and eleventh, and it just wasn't like this this senior, you know, like it started like once you started understanding and realizing, wait, no, he's a he's a freshman at this school, not a, a six year senior. It changed a lot. And then we started realizing, okay, this is that's why they're better than everyone because it's more of a recruiting type of style. And they're, they're p- picking the elite. It's just not like, all right, we're about to go to school. And then, all right, basketball tryout. No. <laughs> and then you be like, yo, we going to be trash this year, bro. <laughs> hey, I thought, hey, Rudy ain't here today. That's how you do it. I thought Rudy was going to try out. I was like, nah, Rudy went to Rudy went, oh, he told me he was coming here. You know, you found out Too late. what your team looked like <laughs> when it was tryouts. Yeah. And you're like, oh, man, this is about to be a Bad year here. <laughs> right? Because you gotta remember, like I know exactly what you're talking about. You gotta that, remember, yeah. like that's that's why it used to be funny because like y'all don't y'all don't have like you had to be part of that era where like I right, listen, we all gonna go to you and your boys go to the same school, right? You start gotta remember you start off the school year, and usually the beginning of the school year is like we call it um it's like traffic. It's like running in traffic. All the fights is going to happen. I mean, 10% of the school is going to be kicked out in the first two weeks. And usually it was always the athletes. And it's like, you know, so you think your boy's like that. He'd be like, what happened? He got, ki- he got kicked out. Oh, man. Where did he, where'd he go? He, he, he went, oh, my. And you find out that your, your good players that you were supposed to be with got kicked out already and they going to a whole nother school. So when basketball season started up, you was like, man. Yeah, the era changed, man. Bunch of nerds here, boy. <laughs> it's totally different yeah, now. I know it's different now. <laughs> what was it what was it that you recognized that these young kids need? This and the knowledge of the game. They just needed mentors. A lot of these kids don't have their mentors. It, you just it shows on the court. Like some some of these High school, you've been there. You watch some of these things. Okay, is it the it's, so the parents is usually the problem? Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Some, not, not in your program. Not in your. You got good parents in your program. Oh yeah. What yeah. you see out in the the circuit, some bad. No, I'm not saying that. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, but sometimes also it's just you there's, can have there's a bad good coaches. foundation at home, but then. In their sport or whatever field, they probably don't have the right mentor for that. Gil, you got that shine today? Me, I smell good. I don't know if you got that close <laughs> yet. I don't know if you want to, but I got my work sent on today. My work sent from Hawthorne. Your work sent? And you have that extra glow about you today. I know you're camera ready at all times, mm-hmm. but what's the secret? Lotion. A lotion. I, I'm, I'm lotioned up. Okay. And this is all from our good friends at Hawthorne because we took a quiz. Mm-hmm. And they custom made our whole care line based on our makeups. We're different. Yep, we're different. Obviously, you can tell. There's some obvious things. <laughs> There's maybe some not, obvious not things. So, not so obvious, know. but... So here's how it works. We took a two-minute quiz, and Hawthorne told us the exact colognes that were best for us. Also, lotion, shampoo, bar soap, the whole line. And now we're wearing it. We're demonstrating. We're models, Gil. You always <laughs> wanted to be a supermodel, didn't you? Huh? You always wanted to be a supermodel, no, I didn't. didn't you? No, I Nope. I just like to be lotioned. You like to be high maintenance. (laughs) So here's what you do. You too can look this good. 
Check out Hawthorne at hawthorne.co. That's Hawthorne with an E. And use our promo code, no chill, to get 10% off your first purchase. That's Hawthorne, H A W T H O R N E dot C O. With that promo code, no chill. No chill. To get 10% off your first purchase at hawthorne.co. Get right and smell good like mm-hmm. me. All right, Gil, let's talk about our good friends at MyBookie. You know, it's summertime, and at MyBookie, that can only mean one thing. It's winning season. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means free bets, super contests, survivor, and more. At MyBookie, winning season is all about your chance to win big. Bet NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball, UFC, and then some. The craziest sports summer of your lifetime is here. It's simple. Make your picks, win big, collect your cash. Invest in your intuition. Select from hundreds of future bets or you can bet games in real time with MyBookie's live betting. Put that big brain of yours to good use. Use the promo code NOCHILL and double your first deposit. That's promo code NOCHILL. New players get up to a thousand bucks in free play designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Don't forget that promo code is no chill. Thousands of cross sport wagers, props, and parlays await. Sign up now to bet with the best and celebrate your victory. Your winning season begins today, only at MyBookie. So your vision for these kids is the fact that basketball can take them anywhere they want to go. And for you, think of where it took you. So do you do you use that in your messaging? Is like you know use this game as a yes. vehicle. That's that's one of the. That's one of the things all the coaches that's on staff, we stress that to these kids. Just to believe it or not, not everybody's gonna make it to the league. It's real slim. So the stuff that we do in our life skills program, you wanna take advantage of that. Because you get to meet guys that's like Gilbert, Toronto, that owns multiple businesses. We just show these kids like, hey, if things don't work out, guess what? You can invest in this, you can turn that into this type of investment, you know? Just teaching these kids what to do after basketball if it don't if it don't work out. Um, what is the vision of you know SCA? Like, it's you becoming know. the next IMG of the West Coast. Okay, there we go. That's that's the whole vision, man. Because a lot of top talent is leaving the West Coast. If you notice, they leave here and go to some other prep school. They go to what IMG. They go to some schools in Arizona, or they go to prolific prep. Yeah, it's in, it's in California, but on the north side. So that's like, what, five hours from here? Mm-hmm. So we got all, because all we got so all the So it's basically trying here. to keep our, do what, you keep know. Keep it all here at and, home. And powerhouse back to west. Yeah. Or, I mean, the, the west is powerhouse. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even though I'm from New York. Yeah, yeah. But. Um, so, you know, you're just, you know, being a west coast IMG and just being this elite, you know. Exactly. You know, okay. Program. And what you said for the talent that's out here too is there's options, but how do you select what players come to the academy? Well, most of the time we have connections with a lot of AAU programs or we train some of the kids and they have teammates and we just look at them and we just have, because we have two teams. So we have one that's on the highest goal, then we have one that's in development that's going to go to that high, to the higher level later down the road and we just develop them. We don't really turn people down because we are confident enough to, we know that we could develop you to get to that level. 
So we don't really turn. We don't really say, hey, you can't come here because you're not good enough. We don't do that. Okay. So, I mean, so you're not necessarily yeah. like an IMG I'm where you're just, just only taking elite players for winning purposes. It's yeah. more of a, we're going to build. Yeah. But IMG know. has four different programs, though. So. Oh, okay. So they don't. My bad. Yeah, they My don't. They don't lie you. They don't lie you. You know, I mean, it's that boy. I'm sorry. You know, I'm trying to pump a man up. No, And then I'll give you this, though, because that's what I think the IMGs of the world, like, they don't really measure, like, we've talked about this before, the intent was like the heart or the drive in a kid. You know, I was like, I oh, you just because you're ranked, can you get in Like what he's saying, I mean, it's not like they're. You're not necessarily picking the players. Right. They're coming to you, and you're like, okay, come on. Okay. So it's, you don't really, you're just, they're coming to you, and you're giving them the tool so. to get a chance to go to the next level. So, so I get what it's like. It's like technically the Army, but in a sense where, yeah. you know, I need you more than you need me style. Like, exactly. you, you, you need me to help you, you get, get to, to this to goal? This come yeah. on. So, you know, bring, bring you, and hopefully you're bringing your... Your, your game and your willingness to work so you can get here. Yeah, be all in, because we go be all in. And now we know you're a grinder, first and oh, foremost, yeah, but it's yeah. also the sacrifices you're willing to make, because why? You believe in it. Yeah. And you recognize an opportunity that this thing really can take off because you see a lane that other guys really aren't looking at. Sacrifice money. Yep. He sacrificed money <laughs> for this vision. People need to know that. No, no, oh, and good. that's what people don't like. When you, when you know, this is this just goes for anything in business, just just life. When you're trying to make that next step, and you're scared. And when I say he sacrificed, Damn, you a ton of whole business. Like no, I'm just saying, you know, because it's like people got to <laughs> understand. Talk shit to me and him. Had, yeah, but man. I'm saying he people got to understand shit. that you know, like he's training. This is no chill. Things. things no, no, what I'm up. saying. You're right, he's training you're right. me. He's training Quran to get back in shape. He's training, you know. Players who big three players who's who's and and he's like, listen, I got to put the kids first. Man, they ain't got no goddamn job. They ain't giving you no money. <laughs> what are you talking about? I was like, they ain't got, I'm paying you for a service. What are you talking about? He's like, bro, I, I can't. I, I got to train these kids and make sure my program is running these kids. This is my school. You know, it's before you get there, how did Gil react to that? <laughs> That's what I was like, that damn school. <laughs> you know, them little sorry kids, you know, of course you know how. I'm trying to get ready for the big three them little kids. This is my kids, up on me, so hey, I got yeah, yeah, like he, so he telling the schedule. I'm like, all right, so, uh, <laughs> I mean, 6 p.m. What you talking about, 6 p.m.? I'm not coming at 6 p.m. It's like, yo, that's when I forget. School is over with. And then, Quran, son. Then Quran. <laughs> and then this person. And I'm like. Hey, but Gilbert switched up the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to switch. I had to switch. Because I'm not used to it. Because it was like, like, you got to remember, the time is 6 a.m. And then, and then, and then I'm battling between the overseas guys who's coming in at five, six. So that's where I had to sit back and say, man, I gotta, I'm selfish. <laughs> I remember I was, I was straight, I was straight complaining. Like, man, Travis don't even want to train me no more. That's, that's why my <laughs> shot, that's why my <laughs> shot's off. Yo, you remember that? Oh, you, we went it's through, your fault. Yeah, yeah oh no, baby. <laughs> we went through two weeks of that. And I could be like, yo, I'm missing. Like, yeah, it's your fault. You don't want to train me. I probably only got like two old. I only probably got like a thousand shots in the last two weeks because of you. 
<laughs> because when I'm training, like, gotta remember, I'm on a schedule. I'm not missing. So when I start missing, like, three, four. Oh, he's mad. He bring up everything. I bring up everything. My shoot, man. See, it's your fault. There's the ball. You bring the wrong ball. <laughs> Who, who's been bouncing this ball? Like, I'm trying to make any excuse. And, but I remember, I was like, man, I ain't, I ain't even messing with Travis today, man. You know what? I'm done. I'm not messing with Travis. I'm just, I'm going to go to my own gym. I'm going to go to my own gym, get to the gym, realize I ain't got nobody to work me out. And just be sitting there and just, let me just go and tell Travis I'm sorry, man. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> just, just keep us on a straight seg- yeah, schedule. Yeah. We on a schedule, that's yeah. it. We won't change it ever. Trav, what we know, though, is you're a patient guy. And then you, ha- you adapt. You're adaptable to the different players that yeah. you have come through and their different personalities. A lot of different personalities, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But, you know, but that's, that's, that's what's good. And that's why, you know, this is my guy. You know what I mean? It's, you know, he's, he's dealt with the prima donnas of us NBA players. You know, sure thinking, thinking, <laughs> thinking you got to remember, with our, when it came to time, they don't is, have when no I time. Wanna, is when <laughs> I want to work out. Like, I can tell him 6 a.m. be there, and I show up at 9 or 10. And I'll I'm expecting hot. him to be ready. I'll be so mad. <laughs> I did that to me twice. <laughs> You know, so you know, you know, for him to understand that and not take it personal, and and then and then put his foot down and say, "Listen, I got these kids. Either you come before them, or you come after." <laughs> you know what I mean? This this time from here to here is blocked off. There's no exception. You know, I'm just pounding this. <laughs> You know, but that's but that's what I'm saying. He turned down, you know, all us NBA players training for his school. You're talking about money gotta pay bills, and you know, like, no man, I ain't got I, I don't have time. I would love it, but I don't have time. I got to get this program because my vision, you know, I don't see money right now. I see my vision, these kids, this development, this school, and I gotta put that first. Whatever comes after, comes after. If I can see you guys in the summer or in a season when school is over, I'll see you then. But I, this is number one. And that's what really, that's, that's why it's here. What did our guy Zebo say? You bully the bully. So, <laughs> But really, because you were, it's a passion. You to. know, it's from the heart. It uh, hurt. But I was like, man, it is what it is. I had to do. You had a purpose. Yep, so... But also that also speaks to the relationship that you develop, especially like the relationship that you guys have. So, um, all right. Well, usually you're on the receiving end of things from Gil in a lot of ways. Your turn to give it out to him. Ask Agent Zero. Any question. Yeah, what do you got? Who do you think will win this year? Not Georgia? Right. Yep. The Lakers, baby. Why? So you don't like the Clippers? <clears throat> to be honest, as a basketball player who who watches and looks at, you know, I haven't seen any dominance from the Clippers throughout the season. I mean, I've seen them go on a seven-game winning streak, but that's about it. Never really seen them actually dominate. Like, I mean, they've lost to the bottom of the field, you know, out of all their losses. It, mo- it mostly came from the bottom, and they got handed to them by most of the West Coast teams. Um, but I just never seen... Dominance, like they just dominated a month, two months, just you know, seven game winning streak. But I know Paul George and Kawhi was battling their injuries, so it's really hard to judge their dominance. Um, I know everyone's looking at LeBron and them, but I know LeBron. I've seen him. I've watched him. He cruises through 
So the regular what, what season? team is a good matchup for them right now? Though? The good matchup. I mean, Clippers is their 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 matchup because they have they have stars in the same position. So it's a star to star position game. So you know, so for any one of those to win, they have to stop each other. <laughs> you know, it's not like you know it's, you're going to Damon. You know, it's Dame and um, CJ, and then LeBron and AD. Now they gotta hope the position of those players. Right. You know, you know, do their job. So. Um, you know, watching the Lakers now in the bubble, I was never concerned about them winning or losing. Yeah, so with the Lakers in the bubble, um, I didn't put any weight on none of this because it's foreign, it's new, it's basically more of getting in shape. You know, so I didn't put no, like, Clippers, Milwaukee, Lakers. I wasn't really putting any emphasis on, I wasn't going to judge those because... They're all, they, they are the top tier. Mm-hmm. So from there, it's just getting in shape, make sure none of us really get hurt. So who do you think is the, the next star player? The next star? like Besides LeBron. Of this young group, the next yeah. group. <sighs> like the next, like, GOAT. Basically. I mean, you know. So KD and them are out. The younger that group, group. Yeah, younger so group. younger than that. They're the so that means you're, you're talking about Ja, Zion, um, Luca, uh, Trey Young, uh, Tatum. You know, when you're talking about GOAT, you have to stand out in your position. You know, um, so the person who's going who's gonna to stand out, you're talking about who has the advantage over everyone in his position would be Luca. You know, as a as a yeah. point guard sitting at six nine, you're gonna offset it, you know, so your longevity takes you to 18, 20 years mm-hmm. because you, you know, no, you're slow now. No matter when you slow up, you still got the height advantage over all your point guards. Um you have the freakish nature of someone like Ja at the point guard, you know, you know, you're you're putting him in the Westbrook type of, you know. You know, vision of what he can do, dominating wise, offensively as a as a guard. Um, Trey Young is following in that Steph Curry, you know, mode. So his success his success is going to be built on scoring. I mean, uh, built on winning. So you know, it's going to have to build a team, or he's just going to be a guy who put up numbers. Zion um, is the ideal person that you know that has the most hype. Um, the only thing, the only thing that's going to be his downfall is just his 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 weight, and and it's not it's not even f- fat weight. It's just body muscle, yeah. you know. And I think that's going to be his biggest struggle every summer, just like learning how not to pick up 10, 15 pounds in a week. Yeah. And it's and it's it's sad to say. That's going to be his biggest struggle because that's going to be a really big struggle for him. You're, you're trying to tell a 19, 20 year old, you know, don't lift weights because you got to remember you get bigger as you get older. So you know if you're if you're sitting at 29310, let's just be honest, he's sitting somewhere around 290 to 310 at 20 years old. 
evolution says you're gonna get worse. So it's like taking in, understanding, mentally saying, you know what, I need to take the challenge of being 265, coming in at 260. Like reality, if I'm if I'm the coach, if I'm his staff, if parents or whatever, I'm in his ear, our goal every summer is to be around 255 to 265, knowing that you're gonna pick up 10 to 15 pounds during the season, you know, from eating and playing and, you know, not being elbow to, you know, what's the name? So, you know, you, you, you have your money on those guys as, you know, the future, you know, same thing with, you know, someone like Ben Simmons. Also, he's part of that group. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, you gotta, you, you gotta look at players that have, it's, it's, it's also body size, body size that can take the pounding of each year. You know, you know, you know, you, you're talking about kids like Fox, but, you know, us guards, us fast guards, we have, depending on, you know, our shelf life of, you know, how long we can sustain it. Right. I'm going to throw one out there, Devin Booker, just because I like his game so much. Oh, you Devin, forget how I forgot he's, he's, young, he's, he's that young. young. Yep. Forget he's, he's so you young. know, you send a guy with four years in the NBA, you'd yeah. be like, Devin, God damn it, there's only 20-something. Yeah, 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 20, yeah, what, yeah. 23, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, Trav, uh, we're going to throw one out there, one for the road as we go, but... Kid from Brooklyn, discovered the game, brought him out here to L.A. So you're both coast now. We can give you East Coast, West Coast. How's that? You know what? We're going to say you're an East Coast guy teaching the West Coast to grind. Because, you know, we're... we're Take that one. Yeah, we're so, we're so laid back. back. Don't lose the East Super Coast. Don't, yeah, let, yeah, don't yeah. let him you know, and pull he, you. And, and it's, that, it's that grit and grind and that fight that he's, he's bringing the East Coast mentality to us West Coast kids. Yep. Hard nosed players, there right? Go. With there some style. Like that one. There you go. And yeah. then, you know, everything that you've done as TNT and then where you're at now with Southern California Academy. For people that need to know, where can they find out more information? Uh, you can go to our website, southerncaliforniaacademy.com or go to our Facebook or Instagram at SCA.SouthernCalifornia. There it is right there. Yep. Educational, overdue episode of No Chill. Yes, sir. Fam yeah. with our guys. man, on the success. You know uh, me, I'm... It's a beautiful thing to watch. Because, <laughs> I mean, I've seen it from the beginning, you know what I mean? You, know, you was there, because yeah, I, I was there. giving you help. You know, <laughs> you know, in the closet with the guy, like, yo, man, you, I thought you was going to come through. Okay, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to still be here. <laughs> Check back with you next week. You know, the, the pursuit of happiness. That's what it kind of, mm-hmm. you know, not, not living on the streets, but that, <laughs> yeah. that, that fight, that yeah. fight. And that's, what, that's what's beautiful about, you know, seeing you smile now because, you know, I know where the stress was kicking in and you still like, I, you know, mm-hmm. let me just wake up and just yep. keep focusing, yep. you know. And the reward is not just a one-day payoff. It's every day. Yeah, the reward is the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, the reward is watching these kids develop, watching these kids grow, watching these kids succeed, you know. And, you know, and, and, and that, I, I understood it now. <laughs> what well, was a small little tree? It's growing up, and then the yes, branches are going to be all yeah. these kids and everywhere that basketball takes them. So we're watching, man. Thank you, man. Love it. Thanks for having me. Thank you. For Gilbert Arenas, for Travis Nichols, I'm Mike Botticello. This has been No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. Remember, you can catch us every Monday at 8 p.m. on Fubo. We'll catch you next time.